This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. school on Saturday. Yeah. We moved her. She's now in an apartment and we moved her into the apartment. Um, totally different experience than it was last year. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. now like no, no weeping this <laughs> no, year. She couldn't wait to get back and she basically, I think, couldn't wait for us to leave. Either. Yeah. But, yeah. but um, anyways, around Tuesday, and I don't know if you had this experience with Sean, um, she started putting all of her crap in the living room, like on the staging area, you know, that we were going to take back to yeah. school. Yeah. I don't know. Did Sean have a lot of crap? No. Yeah. Lila had like little end tables and a lamp and a disco ball and a throw rug and just a whole bunch of crap, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, big plastic tubs of toiletries of things that I'm not even sure what they, they're yes, used for, yeah, you know? Exactly. You know, and, and, you know, when I went to college, I had two crappy little suitcases. Oh, now, yeah. now, granted, my wardrobe wasn't particularly extensive back no. then. Um, you so, had the purple shirt with the little pocket. Right, and, and then I had, had the like blue a, shirt. You had and a then, brown shirt with yeah, the little pocket. I had bluey, I had purpley. <laughs> uh, so anyways, you know, considering that her apartment is on the third floor, yeah, and with all the stuff, I wasn't too happy. Wait, she's in an apartment already? Yeah, she's the, in an apartment, you know? and it's a third floor apartment. Where is it? Where, um, it is just, on First and Chalmers. Oh, so okay, just a yeah. couple blocks from the pit. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I started getting worried. I'm like, well, how are we going to get this stuff from the ground <laughs> yeah. up to her apartment? So right around Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, started working out? <laughs> no, I start, No, I, I could have gone that route or I took this route is to start to fake a knee injury. Oh, good right. so, thinking. So Tuesday I started with the backstory yeah. of the injury. Like, uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know what it is, you know? Right. <laughs> and Wednesday started getting progressively a little worse. I don't think the limp came until Thursday, right? Oh, so, um, so I basically, you know, I started to, like I said, I was create. It was my character arc. Sure, right? exactly. So, um... The problem was is that my knee looked fine, right? Well, yeah, it's internal. I mean, no one sees the ACL (laughs) or the MCL. This this got me thinking. Uh And the amount of value that we're giving to our audience, here's another (laughs) million-dollar idea. What if we created, like, fake swollen knee prosthetics for 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 men to get out of housework and stuff right well, you, right just just to, a, just to spend one afternoon in that brain of yours just no, one afternoon just to see what it's like see we could we do a whole line of them we can have you know swollen shoulders swollen knees elbows hands whatever you know rotator cuffs uh-huh. you know uh-huh. or like, we call it rotator bluff okay you know and All you just right. slip it on to get out of work Okay. You're welcome, America. Yeah. You're welcome, world. Well, hey, listen, we have a show to do. Minutia Men is up next, uh, but first, listen to this other fine old pie show. What do you get when you hear a, a celebrity Minutia Men interview, Dave? You will get Mark Cuban and Anthony Scaramucci, Cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch, and the bully from the Christmas Story. Yes. The voice of Siri, and she shed Cheryl. My God, it, the list goes on. So you'll get Minutia, Celebrity Minutia Men interview, a Tony Lasano podcast. Go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. So I got another college story. So oh, while more. I, yeah. So while I was <laughs> avoiding, you know, caring. Yeah. And by the way, I made a one trip. Well, we had the dog, so I had a walk the dog. Well, right? someone's uh, got to stay with the dog. Right. So I um, took a little walk. 
in our own neighborhood. So yeah. j- just to be clear, uh, you're faking the injury uh, so that your daughter can carry stuff upstairs. <laughs> well, okay. And my two, and her two sisters. Okay. And my wife. Yeah. All of which are like, you know, the size of <laughs> this, this can right, of, right. of uh, LaCroix. Right. They they uh, they, they tread water in so a So you thimble. feel pretty good about this. I feel this. fine. I feel, okay. Actually, the knee's fine now. Look, there's nothing. <laughs> so as I was walking around with Wes, and I was, you know, going in our old neighborhood, um, I walked to PGU, you know, Weston. You just spilled your drink all over it. You're drinking LaCroix, and it just went all over your shirt. That yeah, was, I know. <laughs> um, so I was, you know, I was walking around, um, you know, smelling the smells of my youth, you know, just, you know, just reminiscing. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking by this apartment building, and they had their the communal laundry, you know, the laundry yeah, room sure. was on the, the first floor. And I see a boy, a son, and his mom, obviously not at a... <laughs> good place okay uh-huh. and he goes look ma i did my laundry and and the detergent's still on my clothes and i don't know you know the, the, these machines are broken oh my God. so the so oh. the mom looks at the laundry feels it and she asks which machine did you use? Oh my god! And he points to the machine, and she's like, "That's the dryer." And so, so she goes, "Marcus, I think his name was Marcus. You know that you need two machines, right? You need the washer and the dryer." And the kid's like, "Uh, duh, and then the and I was right, I was right there with Wes yeah. watching this, and I was I couldn't contain my laughter. Yeah. And she looks at me, and she she looks at me, and she stares at me. She goes. And she points to her son. And he goes, "He's gonna die." <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I don't think I was too far off from that when I, I went away I to know. school. I had uh, I had a lot of pink clothes that first semester. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, purpley became purpley pink. Yeah. You know, um, so hey, we've got a hell of a show. Oh, today, okay, we gotta get going. Let's get going. Hey, can you flop out the penis jingle, please? <laughs> well, I'm glad you uh, you paused at exactly that moment there. Yes, I can. That's us. Ricky, this story comes out of Ghana. Maybe the first story we've ever done. Okay. No, probably not. Headline, man chops off his own penis during dream about slaughtering a goat. (laughs) GH1 TV out of Ghana reports that 42-year-old Kofi Atta, what was the name of one of the terrorists? That flew the I plane. Don't know. I uh, don't know. Uh, he allegedly cut off his own penis while he was having a dream about slaughtering a goat for his wife, who was preparing a feast for the village. Okay. Um, yeah. The media outlet reported that Ada's wife, Adwa Kanadu, was traveling at the time and found out that about what happened from a neighbor. When she returned home, she discovered her husband bleeding from his manhood on a chamber pot. Oh, boy. Right, which I believe is the start of many fairy tales. Oh, yeah. And he was holding his penis. Of course, she rushed him to the hospital after making herself... It it was unattached. He was holding it unattached, or it was still kind of like dangling there, just Uh, like uh, hanging by a thread, if you will. Let's just say he's holding it like (laughs) a chalice. That's how I'm picturing it. Yeah, so so she rushed him him to the hospital after making a sandwich. I'm kidding. She didn't make a sandwich. (laughs) Now... Um, as someone who was addicted to am- who's addicted to Ambien for the better part of fifteen years, yeah. and have been known to take an edible or two before bed. Right, this story scares the crap out of me. <laughs> yeah, I bet it does. Right? <laughs> um, however, there appears to be a little more to this story. Uh-huh. Uh, my Ghana, my Ghana sources. Uh-huh. So some sources are reporting that it wasn't Kofi who did the yeah cutting, but it was his wife who did it when she learned that Kofi 
was uh-huh. unfaithful while she was yeah. traveling. Uh-huh. Uh, and as a means of making up with his wife, he agreed to concoct, or should I say concoct, <laughs> this story. Okay? We may never know the true facts, uh, but... So this sounds a little more believable to <laughs> yeah, me. Right, exactly. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll make a deal with you. We'll concoct the story and then you're, you're happy with it. You don't go to jail. <laughs> yeah. You don't kill me. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. Win-win. Yeah. yeah. Um, but man, you know, I just wish someone would write a parody song about oh. an angry mom- woman <laughs> cutting off a husband's penis. Now, you know, Dave, I have actually done that before. What? Yes. Yes. Back in the 90s, there was a story about uh, Lorena Bobbitt and uh, John Wayne Bobbitt. And uh, there was, you know. Some, and the hijinks. And some hijinks. And I did write a uh, parody song for Landecker and the Legends. Would you like to hear a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I would love it. And here is here it is. If you want to make Lorena Bobbitt your wife, just make sure you have the butcher knife. John Wayne Bobbitt found out that's true, and she woke up cutting off his wazoo. Lorena said John wasn't treating her well, so he wound up in a prison cell. When he got a quid, Lorena scoffed. That's the last time he gets off. It's a story we all have heard. The controversy that it stirred. The story of their marital strife that ended gruesomely with a knife. She just sliced off his manhood and then she tossed it in the woods. They say the grass there did grow greener. I fertilized by a sliced off a wiener. If you want to make a rain about it, you want just... Uh, you get yeah. the idea. <laughs> so, um... Who called you a genius? For I believe that was Mike Royko called me a genius yeah. after he heard that song. Um, but you know, that's what people yeah, say. Right. That's you know who keeps Some track of these. Some people say things? that. <laughs> who keeps track of these things? Uh, well, that's a that's a cool story. Um, I have a story for you that uh, is one of the wildest things I've ever seen mm-hmm. or heard. All right, this is a big deal. You know how the the telescope is out there that mm-hmm. uh the, the james yeah, webb yeah, yeah. telescope they're coming up with all they're finding all sorts of cool things out there and now they have uh, recorded sound waves of a black hole oh they have sound waves and this is for real i thought sound or light can't escape uh, that's what it, that's what we were always told right, right, right. In, in space they can't hear you scream astronomy 101 was a farce yeah. when i took it at U of well I. I mean i think in in most space this is true but in uh in a black hole apparently that is not true and here is this is not a joke this is actual audio of what a black hole sounds like okay. and i'm going to warn you in advance it sounds pretty much exactly like you think a black <laughs> hole would sound all right here we go It's like 30 seconds, but uh, you get the idea. That's that. Now you know what a black hole, what a black like. hole sounds like. So uh, thank you to NASA for posting that. Um, it says here, the mis- misconception that there is no sound in space originates because most space is vacuum, providing no way for sound waves to travel. A galaxy cluster has so much gas that we picked up actual sound. And here it's amplified and mixed with other data to hear what a black hole mm. sounds like. 
So that thank you to NASA yeah. for putting that out there. And we're we're big science guys. We are. So we are. So I don't even have any jokes. I just wanted to share that because yes. I thought that was so friggin' cool. You know, it's not all about jokes. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's uh, not. Hey, we got a review from Hispy Boo. Hispy Boo uh, on Apple Podcasts just a couple just a couple days ago. Here's the review. I get all my news from this podcast. I'm sure everything will work out fine. <laughs> Bad idea. <laughs> so thank you, Hispy Boo. And if anybody else uh, wants to do a review, please, we, you can review us on everything. We're on yeah. Podchaser and Podzob. And yeah, and it really helps us and... when you do that. Uh, rate us, review us, follow us if you like. Uh, I think we're pushing about 500. Uh, 500 reviews. Yeah, That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. You can pick out your favorite new show at opishows.com. Remember that opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. And, you know, um, tell people what happens when they when they uh, get a chance to review us. Uh, it's What's in it for them? They can... Th- nothing. <laughs> No, that's not what I wanted you to say. <laughs> no, you feel good about yourself, altruism, right? Okay, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, all right. You can, you, you, we can read your review on the air here. Yes, you can be world famous. Yes, we're a one percent podcast. Yes. in the world, we want sure. to make it to point five percent. Yes, so, so yeah, yeah, that's what's in it for you. Okay, all right. It's time. I was stalling because I couldn't find this channel. Oh. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where we dip into the Rick and Dave archives and we feature some of the stuff that we've done together over the past 40 years. And uh, this week in 1998... The show, that 70s show mm-hmm. debuted. Mm-hmm. Now, we had one of the, the stars mm-hmm. of that show on our on our program, uh, on the Minutiaman Celebrity Interview, and that is Tommy Chong. Remember that? Oh, it was great. Uh, Tommy Chong. We couldn't get, he was another one that we couldn't get off the <laughs> no, phone, right? No, I just looked at it. It was a 47-minute yeah, interview. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, we didn't even get to the, that 70s show until the 31st minute of the interview, and so I'm going to play just a little bit of it. He talks about the show. He talks about what it was like. Uh, and here we go. We, we should also talk about uh, the show that probably people know you most for now. And that's the 70s show, which uh, you played the part of Leo. You were in that show for a long time. I'm, how many seasons? Five years. Five oh, years. Five years. Five years. Well, I, you know, I had to take nine months off to go to jail. But, but, <laughs> I'm uh, sure they understood. They, was, did you take they, vacation yeah, time? They did they give you comp time or vacation time? How'd you get the nine, the, the nine months off? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, the federal. I, I had to do my my uh, duty in the federal pen, penitentiary. Uh, but they, they, the seventy show hired me right back as soon as I got out. They, they and, uh, you know, Leo, because they had the same problem. You know, right? You know, I got. I, I really. I, I asked for more money, and so they wrote me out of the show. Oh, and then I got busted. Happened? Yeah, then I got busted. And so when I got back on the show, I didn't get any more money. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was such a perfect combination. I mean, obviously, they used to sit in that circle mm-hmm. and they'd have the little, uh, you know, pot thing. And, and here's Tommy Chong, who's, you know, universally known and was in the 70s, especially. It was a great combination, yeah. I thought. Well, you know, the Mark Brazil, the guy that created the show, you know, he's quite quite a genius, you know, just like uh, – 
uh, Chuck Lorre. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're 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 our religious leaders. If you want to know the truth, you know they they they're the only ones that are upholding the moral fiber of the of the uh, of the nation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, writers. On, yeah. on TV, like the movie, the, like the movies used to be, but it's more television now. And and they, uh, you know, because that's equal opportunity, you know, for sure. We're sure showing it up on TV. But it was, uh, no, that 70s show was so special because the writers, you know, they 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 got the the meat of the 70s. Yeah. You know, they caught caught it especially yeah. kids coming up like the 70 kids because that, that that that's what all the you know the show is really making is watching watching young kids grow into adults you know? yeah well that was our that era was us, yeah. yeah we were 70s kids so that's that's yeah. why that show really yeah. spoke yeah. to it right. and we were in- yeah it resonated resonate with you because all the you know the mystery of sex and the sexy moms and the, you know mm-hmm. and and, uh, and all the stuff going on and, yeah. you know, with the girlfriends and, the, and isn't it amazing how uh, uh, Mila and uh, Ashton got together after oh, being boyfriend and girlfriend yeah. for years? Yeah. How about that? It's it's one of those seem like, to be cosmic the, things. They I seem guess. to be yeah. a genuine couple too. I mean, they seem to be. Well, very, yeah. Very, well, they they grew up with each other. Yeah. They literally grew up with yeah. each. That's a childhood sweetheart. Yeah. And, and the thing the thing Ashton was really attracted to was success. You right. know, that's why he went with Demi, right. you know, right away. She yeah. was success. And and then when Mila, you know, got uh, what a uh, uh, Oscar <laughs> nomination. Oh, my God. You yeah, know, Oscar, that's that counts uh, as success. Uh, right. That, that's what the, Ashton said, man, I got to marry this girl. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. you know they, they did catch the 70s, except for the girl part with us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we didn't have any yeah. Girl. yeah. No, but it. I, I actually my twins love the 70s show oh really yeah and they especially julia and she was very impressed that tommy john was on uh, oh cool yeah, she doesn't really care about anybody else yeah yeah but well hey listen we got more show yeah let me see let me tease you my next story uh sleepy pilots okay uh, i've got a story about uh the finnish president oh <laughs> we're very um, international oh, today very much so we also got a, an email from a listener that i'm going to share uh Right after this break, we'll be right back. All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer, what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to free kicks with adam and rick and that's on the radio misfits podcast network free kicks a tony lasano podcast opi show on the radio misfits podcast network great talk radio isn't dead it just moved to a better place radiomisfits.com Say, uh, you heard about this new electronic mail? The new method of exchanging messages between people using electronic devices? Yeah, yeah, what's it called? What's it called? Email for Rick and Dave. I don't think I've ever heard that jingle. <laughs> I don't think I have either. Because we don't get any emails, so we don't have to play. Well, no, we get a lot of them, but they're usually used in our celebrity yeah. section. This is one uh, from Andy Lurie, who uh, writes uh, about 
the uh, discussion of embarrassing injuries mm-hmm. that we had last week. I'm sure that by now you've either remembered or been informed by someone else. But if not, let me clarify that the strange baseball injury involving a tarp was Vince Coleman oh. of the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, what did I say? I said Ozzie Smith. Didn't yeah, I? we couldn't remember who it was. Yeah. Uh, he was run over by the tarp machine in the World Series, didn't see it behind him uh, during batting practice, and it took him out. I also know for a fact that it did not end his career because I have memories of sitting in the bleachers in later seasons heckling him with, hey, Vince, how many outs are there? Hint, it's the number of good legs you have. Or watching him camp under a fly ball and then shouting, look out, there's a tarp machine behind you. Good times, good times. I know it's bad for him to take the light from someone else's mi- misfortune, but yeah. fuck that noise he was a cardinal <laughs> thank you thank you Andy. all right you have uh hey I, I don't want to overwork you but do you got it can you do another jingle can you do a jenkins jingle here? oh can i yeah. absolutely i can you know i can um it's right here when you're on the job and you're not doing it right jenkins time now for dave to share stories of employee screw-ups jenkins it could only be jenkins jenkins with rick and dave jenkins uh, the story comes out of Ethiopia. Okay. But again, we are all over the place. We Ghana, are. Ethiopia. Um, pilots fall asleep at 37,000 feet and miss their landing. Whoops. Two Ethiopian <laughs> airline pilots fell asleep while flying a flight from Sudan's Khartoum uh, to Ethiopia's capital. Is it Addis Abada? Uh, and missed their landing. The inc- incident took place on Monday, this past Monday. And according to Aviation Herald, which added that the air traffic control raised an alert when the flight ET343 approached the airport but never started their descent. It just kept on going. (laughs) Wow. And while the pilots had fallen asleep and the air traffic control tried to wake them up yeah you know because they like you know they're either dead or there's one for uh niner uh, we got us uh we got us an airplane Uh, flying over our sleepy sleepy little pookie bears you are going to get up there um so i guess they were either dead well so a quote is we even we even thought we thought that they were either dead or they were sleeping and knowing one of the pilots we said they were sleeping oh nice he's got a (laughs) rug and he's still flying the damn plane um so Finally, after I guess after the plane overshoots enough of the airport, <laughs> is that Chuck again? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's Chuck. <laughs> is that sleepers? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so after the plane, I guess passes the airport yeah. or airport, an alarm goes off in the cockpit sure. and it wakes them up and they're like, "Oh shit, we missed <laughs> you know we missed the thing." Um, so they maneuvered the plane and they were twenty five minutes late and everybody was safe and whatever. But that reminds me of a story. So this was like mm-hmm. a, a like a. A regular airliner. This was. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah. A, it was a. Yeah, I don't know what you mean. Yeah, yeah it wasn't like. It a, wasn't like a private plane. It was a Boeing seven thirty seven. Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, and like I said, the cruise control just kept on. Yeah, you could go forever with those things. Right. I'm sure the the people in the back of the plane <laughs> yeah, are looking like, out like. Um, <laughs> that's. <laughs> yeah. Are we circling <laughs> yeah, or yeah. what's going on here? Um, yeah. But this reminds me of a story, which is tangentially related do you remember when we were at pgu yes and we had i think it was it was the source was our network yeah or or was it nbc nbc yep and the source was the news the news for youngsters right basically for kids for for the college kids and whatever right and we had that machine and i still remember it that would alert you when like there was a breaking news story yes i do remember that and they had like little digits or like a five would be yeah right right and, uh, you know, three would be slightly important and a one would be 
yeah. bombs are Nuclear flying. war. Right, yeah. exactly. So I remember one day I was doing a, like a Saturday night. Fort. And these were the Reagan years. So, you know, we were always <laughs> well, under. Yeah. And we, were, we were always worried when the one yeah. was going to come. And I remember I was doing a four to seven shift on a Saturday night. So yeah. Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Right. Oh, that's where we always put the best jocks. <laughs> exactly. I played a lot of right field in Little yeah. League. And, uh, and I remember I would put on long songs, as you know. Yeah. No one was listening. And I, I wouldn't nap necessarily, but I'd close my eyes and take yeah. a little, mm-hmm. you know, a little, a little Dave snooze, right? right? So I remember I was kind of in that little meditative snoozy, and the alarm goes off, and it was a number one. Oh, okay? wow. And... I remember kind of being groggy, not knowing what to do. And then like, oh, you know, grabbing the binder. You know, what do you do for yeah, a number yeah, one? Yeah. And I and you know, never got it. Well, I couldn't figure it out. And I just let it go. I mean, uh, I, I never aired it. I never aired the, kidding. You know, I never aired the number one. And there was like huge FCC fines, I think, what, if you didn't. If what you did. was the story? It was the um, U.S. Embassy bombing in Beirut. Okay. Which is a two at best, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, well, not, I a mean, it's not exactly Stop Johnny Winter uh, <laughs> right, song right, right. right now. Come on, thick yeah. as a brick still has seven minutes left, <laughs> right. right? But for like two or three weeks afterwards, right. I was always worried. This is live Freebird. I think that <laughs> yeah, takes yeah. precedence over. <laughs> so, but, I, but I remember worrying that the FCC was going to shut down the station because I couldn't figure out how to... You know, Which they didn't. My very first day on the air yeah. on WPGU. So, you know, we had a training station. Uh, yeah. It was called WDBS. Mm-hmm. And we learned our learned how to do it there. And then you get graduated right. up to the yeah, big that station. That was AAA and you go to the yeah. bigs. And it was, you know, a, a 5,000 water mm-hmm. or something. It was a big, a big deal to make it mm-hmm. onto WPGU. And I was doing that same, I think, 4 to 7 a.m. shift. And... Uh, the guy who was on before me was also an engineer. His name was Phil Yastro. Remember okay. Phil? And he had been working all night on some sort of uh, technical problem. And as he left before my very first show ever, he said, if anything goes wrong, don't call me. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> if anything goes wrong, figure it out. <laughs> Now within okay, f- Mister Yasko. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The f- within the first fifteen minutes of of being on the mm-hmm. air, a needle broke on one of the two yeah. turntables. Yeah, and we um, only had two turntables. We only had two turntables. So, um, and I and I couldn't find any like cartridges uh-huh. to replace it with, and I thought, all right, now what do I do? I can't call Phil. Oh, he right. told me I will be murdered. <laughs> so instead, I would just play a long song, yeah. stop after the song, talk a little bit, cue up another record while you while were I was talking. Well, that that was rookie. And, and you were a total rookie doing that. Uh, first show ever. Oh, wow. Now wow. I thought I was going to get fired for yeah. that. I thought like after the show, you know, people would find out about this. The next guy came on was Charlie Schumacher. Remember Charlie? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, ended up being in Chicago. Uh, and he said to me, what, you've been doing this for the whole show? I said, yeah. He goes, you're like a, that's like a miracle. <laughs> and then at the next jock Ruth. meeting, he told the story and I was like a hero for having accomplished well, this. Couldn't you have played a song and then play a carded song? Well, we only had like three songs on card at oh, that time, okay. so I had to do it on the turntable. But that was wow. like the biggest, scariest moment of my entire that life. That was like the only handy thing you've ever done. Well, I didn't even consider it handy. I was just out of necessity. Yeah. Well, good for you. Anyway. 
Um, I have a story for you. Now, uh, this is about the Finnish president. You know, we are. She's a lady, isn't she? She is. You know how we are. We constantly study international oh. uh, events. Yeah. Well, um, women are. Don't play risk with Rick. <laughs> don't. He will just kill you. <laughs> women are busting out their moves on social media to show support for Finland's prime minister, Sana Marin. Uh, and to remind the world that politicians are people, too. Political opponents berated Marin, 36, she's 36 years old, last week, after video surfaced of the Finnish leader partying with her friends at a private event. Mm. All right, she's 36 yeah, right. right now. They called her decision to party during the country's economic crisis unprofessional and irresponsible. Mm. If people are suffering out here... Yeah. How dare you have fun, right? Some critics suggested that she was abusing substances. They mm. demanded she take a drug test, oh. and she did. Really? She took the drug test. She passed the drug test. Anyway, I would have told them, well, bite, bite me. I'm not taking it. So, you know, that's kind of the, my response, mm. too. But it's also the response of every woman in Finland. They're all very upset. That she took the drug test. No, what, that, uh, that she's getting heat for this. Yeah. Because that would never happen to a man. Oh, right, of course right. not. Um, so they've rushed to the dance floor, and they posted videos on social media tagged with hashtag solidarity with Sana to call out what they see as unfair sexist treatment. And there have uh, been like 100,000 clips on mm. TikTok from Finnish women dancing, dancing oh. and partying and doing it on behalf oh. of their president. So if you're a single guy, <laughs> move to Finland. You know, there was just, I saw just this morning... There was, I think at that same party, there is a selfie of two women topless in that yeah. bathroom. Yeah. And that, now that is like the big. Right. So, I mean, and, it, and, let, and I was going to suggest this um, just because I love uh, the Finnish people yeah. and in solidarity for this poor woman. You're going to dance for me right no, now? No, no. I'm suggesting that the, the whole topless thing uh, <laughs> on TikTok, you should probably like everybody all the women right. should do this in support right just right. because we love right finland you know, and, you know divided we fall right yeah. i think it's important to do this just to show yeah. solidarity uh and and keep those sexist bastards down it's for the greater good it really is so that's my suggestion. Uh, we have another feature for the show. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. Now, I'm not, I wouldn't watch those videos. No. No, no I mean, that's no, not for me no, to watch. No. I'm, I'm not a, on I TikTok. wouldn't enlarge them. No. Yeah, I, no, yeah. no, no, no. Um, this is a. Uh, this is the part of the show where we start... Uh, reading emails from our listeners yeah. who send us uh, their celebrity brushes. Mm -hmm. And this one's a little disturbing, Dave. <laughs> it's a little disturbing, and I'll tell you why. Uh, in the first sentence, I'm not going to tell the name of this person. In fact, he asks me in this email not to say his name. <laughs> all right. Um, here's the first sentence. I don't want to alarm you, but I am a Catholic priest and also a fan of your podcast. I can't imagine why that he, did, he doesn't want that to get out. I find it smart and funny, even if you go over the line occasionally, which, you know, I think he's going he's gonna to love being associated with this particular episode. Uh, anyway, uh, please don't use my name, uh, but I have a celebrity story to tell you that involves Catholic school. Okay. I grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I'm about the same age as you guys. One of my classmates from St. 
Pius St. Pius High School has gone on to also become a celebrity. I lost touch with him, uh, but we were in the same geometry class mm-hmm. in high school. His name is Mike Judge, and he is a big movie director now. Uh, but the project that got him famous is he created and voiced Beavis and Butthead on oh. MTV. Same school, same grade. One of us is a priest. <laughs> the other is Butthead. Although we both laugh at fart jokes. Oh, that is great. That Thank is great. you, Father. Right. <clears throat> We're, we must be huge with the clergy, I would imagine. <laughs> now, he would probably... Now, that would be... When uh, I got this email, the, yeah. when I read the first sentence uh, about being a Catholic yeah. priest, I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> I got well, a fear. I bet this guy's a great, fun priest. Hey, there's no rules against not having fun yeah, yeah. and being a priest. Um, send him an email. We can do a jingle for him. A like, jingle? Right. Here's the sermon now from Father Whatever. We can get Vinny to do one. He can play it. He can play it when he's about to do his sermon. The word of God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Look out for lightning. All right. This is the only show we do. We do another show called mm-hmm. Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. There's been a brand new interview posted mm-hmm. this week. Tell everybody who it is. Dwayne, Squ- Dwayne, Dwayne Scott Cerny is a Chicago guy. Right, Chicago guy. He, uh, we did interview with him. We're not going to tell you too much about what the interview was, but he's written a couple of books. He's he's a antique dealer, right. Guy, but but he's not a typical one. No. He sells like you know creepy dolls yeah. and skulls and what. I mean, he does the other stuff too. He supplies uh, movies and TV shows right, like with, Fargo. Uh, yeah. He would uh, supply and uh, I think the Oprah show and whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, and he just he tells some great stories about some of the creepy things that yeah. happen with some of the the products. I have that one of his sold. book is I believe it's called Dead People's yeah. Stuff. Uh, selling Dead People's Selling's stuff. Dead People's Stuff. Just to give you an right. idea of it's what it's on that's Amazon. Like, it's, it was a bestseller. Really good guy. So listen to that. Uh, you can check it out. Uh, Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Uh, special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, mm-hmm. radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Minutia Men. The proceeding was a presentation of Opi Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?